You shall put these words of mine in your heart and soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and fix them as an emblem on your forehead. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give them, as long as the heavens are above the earth. New Revised Standard Version. Remember God's Law. The book of Deuteronomy is a farewell address by Moses to the Israelites. Moses was about to die. The Israelites were about to enter the promised land. So, Moses restated God's law and called the people to remember all that God had done. He exhorted the people to communicate the law and their heritage to the next generations. If God's word and God's ways are continually observed, then the people would prosper in the land. The overarching command and call to the people is to love God with everything they have and everything they are. God's people are to have a total commitment of mind, body, emotions, and spirit to the law of God. Each ability and gift, and all that makes a person a person, is to have its clear direction and orientation toward loving God through obeying God's commands. Talk about God's Word. The love of God is meant to become a habit in the normal daily rhythms of life. And we are told how to do that, impress God's commands in the family, talk about them at home, talk about them when you are out and about, talk about them in the morning and the evening, even write them out and have them before you continually. The entire day is an opportunity to love God by talking about God's Word. The privilege of discussing God's Word doesn't need to be forced or awkward. Yet, it is something which needs some intention and purpose to it. Most people like talking about things which are important to them. If someone is really into classic cars, he does not have to try and force a conversation about it because it just comes out of him. Because they go to car shows, maybe on a classic car that they are continually tinkering with, and read up on car magazines, a discussion about the subject is quite natural to them. So, then, the best way to live into God's law is to spend time with God through regular Bible reading, focused and earnest prayer, conversing with others, and taking advantage of opportunities to learn and know about God. For the Christian, talking about Jesus is meant to be organic, springing from a heart which loves God and observes God's law. Discuss God with family. When it comes to family, we don't need to be an expert on God or the Bible. We just need a willingness and a curiosity to ask questions. Typically, when raising my girls, most of our conversations at the table centered around one question I would ask. We discussed it, talked about it, and mulled it over. Sometimes it was a deep theological question. At other times, it was a practical question. My wife and I often had others share a meal with us, so I usually asked our guests to tell their God story or participate with us in the question. If they were not Christian, I would ask them what they thought about Jesus, and why. God loves it when we have conversation in the home around biblical teaching. God also loves it when we have discussions in public. Some Orthodox Jewish persons still to this day wear a phylactery on their foreheads, a small box with little scripture passages inside of it, testifying to their value of the written word. I'm not sure that's what Moses had in mind when he talked about binding God's commands on the forehead and tying them as symbols on the hands. Much of the Hebrew language is metaphorical, speaking about concrete things as a way of communicating something intangible. So, I wonder if the big idea here is simply to be open about faith and love for God and the law. Keep tangible reminders of Scripture. Although I don't believe we have to take these verses quite so literally, there is, however, something to be said for keeping Holy Scripture in front of us, continually, to remember divine commands and promises. It's good to write some Bible verses and place them on your bathroom mirror, the dash of your car, in your pants pocket, or anywhere you will see them on a regular basis. It's a practical way of remembering to observe all that God has commanded. Physical reminders of significant spiritual events can help us keep God's Word in our lives.
when the Israelites experienced God in some significant way, they built an altar. For example, when they approached the Jordan River to enter the land, God caused the water to stop flowing so that they could cross over. Here is what happened next. Joshua erected a monument, using the twelve stones that they had taken from the Jordan. And then he told the people of Israel, In the days to come, when your children ask their fathers, What are these stones doing here? Tell your children this, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry ground. Yes, God, your God, dried up the Jordan's waters for you until you had crossed, just as God, your God, did at the Red Sea, which had dried up before us until we had crossed. This was so that everybody on earth would recognize how strong God's rescuing hand is and so that you would hold God in solemn reverence always. Joshua 420-24, MSG. Passing the spiritual baton and leaving a heritage for future generations is a sacred trust. The best way for that to happen is within the home, talking about God and Scripture as a daily routine, as well as freely conversing about spirituality in public. Pass faith to the next generation church. Hopefully, God and Jesus get talked about in the church. There are several ways churches can impress God's Word to younger generations. 1. Train them to lead. Adults do not have to do everything in the church. Every generation can be empowered to engage in ministries on a regular basis. Everyone needs a mentor to do anything well, which means taking others with us along the journey of ministry so they can both shadow and participate. 2. Empathize with young people and young families. That means avoiding criticism. It's easy for older generations to be critical about millennials, their lack of involvement, or how they live their lives. They don't need our criticism, they need our help. To have empathy means we recognize they're just trying to do the best they can in a crazy world. A world, I might add, which is quite different than the one many of us grew up in. This is an extremely competitive world, requiring more energy and drive than previous generations. Being a student today is not like being a student when I was a kid. Being a young parent is not the same today as it once was. Today's family structure is completely changed, what we think of as a traditional family only makes up 7% of the American population. The stance to take on this is not to criticize, but to encourage and help. 3. Take Jesus' message seriously. Discussion, conversation, questions, and mutual sharing are the ways Jesus developed his followers, and it is a way we can reach younger generations. Dialogue goes a lot further than just telling others what they should believe and do. 4. Adopt a young person, or a young family. If you consider yourself part of an older generation, seriously consider taking a younger person or even family under your wing who is not related to you. Invite them to a meal, read these verses, and discuss them together. Commit to praying for them daily for a set period. 5. Look for ways to support children, teens, and young families. Prioritizing younger generations means they don't have to do everything our way. Rather, it means we will listen to what they need in loving God and building into their own kids' lives. 6. Be great neighbors. Discuss, teach, empower, and develop young people without criticism into good neighbors who engage their local community by addressing issues with great love and lots of compassion. There are certainly more ways to engage. The idea here is that we think about how to embody the teaching we have in Deuteronomy by passing on God's love and God's Word. Where will you start? Is there a way that resonates with you? If you are a younger generation, who are some people you believe could be helpful to you? Let's work together to realize God's Word springing to life.